0: General Baptist Ministries has been called by God to exist for the church. We aren't here so General Baptists can help us do ministry. We're here to help the church do ministry and to fulfill its commission by God to make disciples of all nations and preach the good news to every man, woman, boy, and girl. We partner with churches because we believe that we can do more together than any one person or church can do alone. I'm Danny Donovan, president of General Baptist Ministries, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Doing Together. Doing Together is about sharing the ways that General Baptists partner together so that your church can fulfill its calling. General Baptists have two major areas of ministry in Honduras. We have Faith Home, and then we have work with churches in Honduras. A few weeks ago, Vice President for Global Missions, Mark Powell, was able to sit down with our missionaries to discuss the ways that God is using General Baptists in Honduras. We recorded this audio on location in Honduras during a recent visit, so if the audio quality is a little less than what you normally expect, we apologize. Hi, my
1: name is Mark Powell, Vice President for General Baptist Global Missions, and uh, I'm sitting in the team house with our missionaries in Honduras. Uh, we've been here this week to attend the General Assembly of the, of the General Baptist Church in Honduras. And uh, we have been part of a leadership conference here as well. And so we wanted to sit down with the missionaries and, and just talk to them a few minutes about, about the ministry here in Honduras and, and how things are going, the direction things are going. And uh, so I'd like to start with uh, Rodney and Teresa Walls. Um, how long have you guys been serving as missionaries? Just tell a little bit about your, about your story. We have
2: uh, been serving as missionaries now for right at 10 years. Uh, we did four years uh, earlier and then we came home for uh, three or four and then we've returned. And this time we've been on the field uh, six years. So uh, a total of 10 years here in Honduras.
1: Okay, so you came. What, what, what was your capacity the first time you were here? on your role.
2: We were the uh, Directors of Faith Home, which is a uh, children's center uh, licensed by the Honduran government, which means that they uh, place children that have been uh, neglected, abused, uh, or, any, or abandoned with us. Uh, and so we uh, directed that effort, which is simply to uh, raise those children up uh, in a loving, caring family environment in the hopes that Obviously, they will embrace the love of Christ, and as they grow up and go out, then they would be the ones to truly impact their their country in a in a real positive way for Christ.
1: Uh, you you were in that ministry together as directors of Faith Home.
3: Yes, we were.
1: And then you went back to the States for a while to to go back into pastoral ministry, and now you're back here. So what is, what's different now? What are your what are your roles now? Uh, in Honduras.
3: We have, um, we started a medical clinic since we have returned, Um, so we are seeing um, the Faith Home children and also the staff, and even recently we've started seeing people from beyond the gate, like our pastors and families from our churches, uh, which is a real positive ministry, something that was definitely needed. We had the clinic building here for quite some time, and um, we felt like we needed to be starting to do something with that, so we're real excited about the ministry of the.
2: Okay. and this time around uh, my primary responsibility is is to work with church and pastoral leadership development uh, which truly has been uh, well it's been fun uh, I'm a pastor at heart and so working with the churches here and the pastors uh, and and truly just trying to empower them they, they never needed anybody to come in and tell them how to do things Uh, but simply to to be a resource person for them, uh, to provide at times uh, encouragement and guidance, uh, but really to free them to become all that I think God has for the General Baptist Church of Honduras.
1: Okay, so in Honduras, we have a a children's home called Faith Home. We have a, a, a church ministry, an association of churches, and we have a medical clinic. So uh, how, how do these three ministries, uh, come together to fit an overall mission for what you're trying to do in Honduras?
2: Well, we truly see it as a holistic effort. Uh, obviously the, the idea of bringing the, the children in and providing for them is simply, you know, providing for widows and orphans for children that truly are high risk and, and have no other option. Uh, And then when you add to that, the idea of church, because whatever we say about children's homes or medical ministries, the church is the hope of the world. And so we're here to empower the Honduras church to become uh, again, uh, disciple making churches here in Honduras, but even in in the years to come, even well beyond as they become sending agents uh, as well. And the medical ministry is is a way that really bridges both both of our other ministries we serve the community here with especially the poorer folks that simply have no way of getting quality health care and we're providing that free of charge as truly a ministry and so when you put all these things together we're touching body and soul and i think that is a i think that's christ's way
1: so on the field right now um We have Rodney and Teresa Walls. we have Christina Massey, and we have Robin Lowry. And Rodney and Teresa and Christina are, all all three of you are reaching your 10 years of service this year. Um, That puts you in a unique category among General Baptists. I mean, outside of Cecil and, and Betty Green and Bob and Inez Carr, we really haven't had any missionaries uh, go much past that tenure point, what would you say has been the motivating factor in your life to help you reach this point, this this point of tenure in in your walk with the Lord as missionaries?
3: Well, first of all, we felt like the Lord called us here and we'll stay until the Lord tells us it's time to go home. That's kind of our philosophy in ministry overall. Uh, We want to be where God wants us to be, doing what He wants us to do. Um, And so we feel like this is where God wants us at this moment in our ministry.
1: Now Robin, you're the newest one uh, here, and how long have you been in Honduras?
4: I've been in Honduras for one year, but part of that time was language school. I've been at Faith Home since August.
1: So you've invested quite a bit of time in language study?
4: Yes, I did five months of online language study before coming to Honduras and five more months of in-person language school.
1: Rodney and Teresa, how much language study were you afforded? We received 10 weeks. 10 weeks altogether? 10 weeks altogether, yeah. The the field here was very much behind the idea of Robin doing a a full course of of language study. what was the reason for that? Why was that important?
2: The true effectiveness uh, of any of any missionary on any field is the ability to communicate. Uh, and the more language training and ability to speak the language, the, not only the easier it is to minister, but I think it also encourages the idea of longer tenures uh, because it does make a huge impact uh, on, on how you perceive and how you're able to minister. So without doubt, you want as much language study as you possibly can get. Because in the end, even though it may take you longer in school, you'll be more effective and get more done after the training.
1: Robin, have you found that to be true, do you think?
4: Oh, absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't feel like I could do an effective job in the classroom if I couldn't effectively communicate with my students.
1: So what, describe language school for us, what was that like?
4: Well, when I did online language school it was just two hours a day Monday through Friday online and I spent a lot of independent study time during the rest of my time just so I could learn the language faster. But once I came to Honduras and did my in-person language school, It was full cultural immersion. I lived with the Honduran family. I ate meals with them, so I was introduced to a lot of different foods. My language study was four hours a day, and then the other half of the day I used with independent study time. But the school did a really great job of not only teaching the language, but teaching about the culture as well.
1: Great. That's fantastic. And I think all the other missionaries would say that they wish they had had that opportunity um, many times when we bring missionaries to the field, there's pressing situations that compels us to put them into service a little quicker than perhaps they should. Uh, And so it's great that you're able to to complete a program of language study. And do you feel fairly proficient at this point in Spanish?
4: I feel like I can do really well in the classroom. Um, There's still a lot of vocabulary I need to learn, especially situational vocabulary that for instance, if something goes wrong with my air conditioner, I don't know most of the vocabulary that I would need to go with that. But for classroom vocabulary and day-to-day conversations, I feel like I can do pretty well.
1: So you mentioned uh, your role in the classroom several times. Robin, what what exactly are you? is your spot? What are you doing here at Faith Home in Honduras? Tell us a little bit about
4: your your ministry here. Okay, well, I'm doing some supplemental educational type activities here on campus. Um, Part of that is teaching English. Uh, We are doing English classes with second grade through 10th grade, and I'm doing the lesson plans for all of those classes and teaching all but two of them. And then I'm doing some early childhood type classes with our preschool, kindergarten, and first grade students but just some educational reinforcement activities. So
1: your investment here is primarily with the children at Faith Home and and their education, the quality of their education. Yes, absolutely. Good. Now, Rodney and Teresa, you have the care of one of the Faith Home children. Um, And you've had uh, this young young lady, this little girl, since five years, is that correct?
3: That's correct. We, she came to Faith Home when she was three and a half weeks old and it was determined fairly quickly that she had some issues. Um, she has cerebral palsy and fetal alcohol syndrome um, and so she needed some special care so she moved into our home and we, we've been her caregivers ever since.
1: You guys have been pretty much your sole caregivers for the last five years? Yes,
3: that's correct.
1: During, during that time, over the last two years or so, you've, you've been in and out of the United States quite often, and some of that, if not most of that, has been related uh, to, I know you guys affectionately call her
3: baby girl. girl. Baby girl. Baby girl. Uh,
1: so tell us a little bit about what's going on in her life and why it's necess- necess- necessitated trips back and forth to the United States.
2: We found out uh, through uh, some doctors here in Honduras. Basically, after they did some diagnostic work and some evaluations, in the end, they just told us there was limited resources that that they had to pull from, and that they really couldn't go any further. And that if we really wanted to uh, provide her with a substantially better quality of life, if we could get her to the United States, it would certainly have a, a whole host of of things that they could do and try that would uh, increase um, increase her quality of life. Uh, One of those was she was was born with bilateral hip dysplasia. Both hips were out of socket. Here, after a course of treatment, which unfortunately was unsuccessful, uh, the doctor basically said there was nothing he could do. The problem with that is as she got older, she was going to develop stiff legs and or, severe arthritis onset at a very young age. And so uh, we decided to uh, see if we could not get her to the states for some evaluations there. Uh, in that process, uh, what we began to find out was that um, her severe eye strabismus uh, could be corrected and was, which allowed her her vision before the, the the corrective surgery was so distorted that literally she had pretty good vision. She just everything was jumbled. I don't know how to explain it or describe it. Everything was in the wrong place. We we would often notice when we'd offer her a hand or something, she would raw, grab it the wrong place. Uh, it's because in her with her situation, that's where it was, even though uh, that was not correct. Uh, so through the faithful giving of uh, General Baptist people and and the uh, Minister or the doctor at Children's Hospital in St. Louis, we were able to correct that where and instantly the vision was was corrected. And to see the difference that that has made in his life is just truly astounding. On top of that, we found out that though there was nothing they could really do for the bilateral hip dysplasia in Honduras, uh, we were connected to Shriner's Hospital in St. Louis. Um, and so for the last uh, two and a half years, we've traveled in and out, and she's had several major hip surgeries. But the hips, praise God, today are in place. Now she has she has some more surgery in her future, uh, but uh, but for today and for her future, uh, it looks much brighter. And so uh, we've just been amazed at the doors that God has has opened. Uh, for her life but I know of no greater door that God opened than the door to bring her to this place that we General Baptists call Faithful because we've been told more than once that she is alive today because she made it to this place this, and all because 20-25 years ago there was a group of people known as General Baptists that decided to take seriously the call of God and start this ministry and so baby girl truly is a living testimony to the difference that god can use in a children's life when he brings it here.
1: a baby girl's case is obviously extreme
3: yes it is she has she has cerebral palsy and like i said the fetal alcohol syndrome her mom abused alcohol and drugs while pregnant um and so um Due to that, she's not able to speak or sit up by herself or walk or any of those things. So she has pretty much total care. Um, But the people at Shriners Hospital has done wonders with getting her uh, physically stronger, um, able to hold her head in a better position. Because children with cerebral palsy have poor muscle tone. And so we've been able to help help with that. And she, she is doing so much better and, and healthier than she's Gosh. really ever been, you know, just physically. Um, so we are thankful for, you know, for what we were able to accomplish while we were in the States. Um, and we're just so appreciative for um, Shriners Hospital for being able to do that all free of charge. Um, it's just a wonderful group of people.
1: Robin, while baby girls' cases is extreme, all of the children that come here have their own set of issues, don't they?
4: Oh, Absolutely. Um, pretty much any time there's trauma in their lives and being removed from their families in itself is traumatic for a kid, no matter what the circumstances may have been, that always has a major impact social, emotionally, which carries over into educationally as well.
1: Right. And so each child that, that comes to Faith Home has really a unique set of circumstances so how do you, from an educational standpoint, how do you approach that reality?
4: Well, I think the most important part is just to take each kid where they're at educationally. So that takes some assessment to see what they already know, where they're at, really figure out how they learn best so that we can figure out how to really boost them up academically so that they can get the most out of their education and life in general.
1: Now, uh, baby girl's story is still being written. So what's next for her?
3: Yes, it's still being written. God is still totally in control of her life, like he has all the children here. But um, we had sent out a petition we were wanting to, for her to be able to be adopted. Um, and so we are working through that process. It's sort of like one mountain to move after another, but um, God has been faithful in moving each and every one of those mountains and we are still moving forward with that and we're just praying that someday she will have a forever home in the states where that she can get the kind of care that she needs and continue the therapy and and be able to go to school here in honduras they don't really have anything for special needs children um so they are just kind of at home and managing with whatever they can but so we are we're really hoping and praying that this will happen for her, that she will be able to to do the very best, to have the very best life that she can, and to accomplish all that all that she can.
1: I have a I have a question uh, for Rod and Teresa. You guys have uh, been here ten years. You have served various capacities, uh, the directors of faith home worked in churches, worked in the healthcare ministry. Um, you, you were involved with the school as directors your first time around and, and you understand the value of what, of what Christina's doing and what Robin is doing. But here, here's what I'm curious about. You know the ministry as well or better than anybody at this point has your hands-on connection and relationship with baby girl changed your perception of the value of what we're doing here in Honduras?
2: I won't say that it has changed what I believe, but it has taken it to a whole different level because what we have I think discovered is the depth of value in what we're doing. I mean, I think we we knew that from the beginning. We believed, obviously, that God's love is what every child ought to have and receive. Uh, but with her being in our care and seeing that that truly the whole idea, regardless of whether there is this extreme of case as baby girl or not. We want every child to have the best quality of life that they can have. And that looks different for each of our children. Some of them have are so bright and so have so many abilities, and we want to try to remove as many as, uh, of the obstacles as we can to allow them to truly impact their nation and beyond. Some of them struggle educationally or, or have have different other disabilities that have, have, will hinder them all of their life, And yet our goal is the same for all. Let's, let's make it as best as we possibly can for them. Uh, and so with her being in our care, uh, at least even on a level uh, personally, for me, it has really just taken, I am in awe of what God has done here over the years. Uh, when you look and think we're not the largest group out there and yet we have sent out over somewhere around 150 children have grown up and gone out. I don't know what God has planned for them. I know God sent them here and I know God wanted us to love them and I know that God wanted us to send them out equipped to share that love. And so I think it's, I think that the most exciting days of this ministry are in front of us because we're beginning to see how some of these uh, children now adults are becoming parents that they didn't have or we see them plugging in and, and and affecting the the course of their their country's future or we see them plugging into some of our churches and and leading worship and, and doing things there, um, isn't it kind of exciting to see what God wants to do?
3: I I usually say when somebody asks about um, faith homes, I usually say, faith homes saves lives, physically,
5: emotionally,
3: in every way, and that, that that's kind of the way I sum it up. It's, faith homes saves lives.
5: Robin,
1: I'm sure when you first came down here, you must have been greatly impressed by what you saw, otherwise you likely would not be here as a missionary. Uh, can you reflect on that first impression and then what, and what, what it was like for you to see this as an educator? Uh, what, what, what did that mean to you?
4: Well, definitely my first trip here was it was quite a shock. It was my first time ever being outside of the United States. And so coming to Honduras and just seeing a different country in itself was was quite the experience. But then coming to campus and just learning what Faith Home was and what went on at Faith Home and seeing the kids, it just it really stirred my heart. I thought that was going to be a one time trip to Honduras because I had felt like God had pushed me to go on that trip. But then I thought afterwards that would be it. But while I was here... God kind of let me know, hey, there's more to this than just going and seeing at one time and being done. And I just thought it was a beautiful thing. And as an educator, I just, I know what an impact is going on here for all of these kids. And it's just it's a beautiful thing.
1: Christina, uh, you have day-to-day responsibility for Faith Home. Can you, can you help uh, people who are listening understand what what that looks like uh, on a day-by-day basis
5: well it's kind of having your checklist of how to keep things going and then just being ready for anything you know managing the people managing the the hours of the children and and the finances and what we need to buy in order to keep everything going um it entails a lot, but it's more than anything flexible and adaptable to whatever comes to the door next, the problems that arise and figuring out who's best to solve the problem and what we do next.
1: I'm sure the pandemic has complicated things for you as well.
5: Yes, it has. We had to had to rethink a lot of things, um, but out of it, we've adapted. And, and as we're coming out of it, some of the things that we had to adapt to have turned out to be a good thing. You know, being able to receive our groceries at the gate instead of having one of our employees have to take a half a day to go buy them all. I mean, that's kind of a blessing. Um, and there's just been several things that have come out of it. Just a, a different outlook on life, even for the children, there was a time of rest um, before they started going back to classes. And so We've seen some beauty rise out of the ashes after a couple of years of being closed in. Um, God's still moving.
1: You recently had a, a baptismal service, which was we great.
5: We did. It was amazing. In the mountains of Conchius.
1: And so all the kids that were going back to school, um, if, if I understand things right, they were they were all going back as as believers.
5: Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> actually, the time being shielded from the world helped in that aspect for our teenagers. Um, not to not to say we're not going to have challenges and already have had some with them being back in school a month and a half, but um, it really helped for them to refocus and, and to be a little bit more shielded during that time and for them to deepen their walk with the Lord. And it's been quite a blessing watching that happen.
1: So where are we at with the number of children at Faith Home right now?
5: We currently have 43 children here um, okay. on campus and in the transition program. Um, after, since everything started opening back up, some of those that kind of we held back a little bit longer, they've gotten jobs and have moved on and that's been a blessing. Um, and we're in the process of looking for more house parents so that we can take on more children um, and be ready to grow again.
1: Now, obviously, you can't uh, take care of everything that needs to be done at Faith Home by yourself. So who do you have working with you to help in the operations of Faith Home?
5: Well, we we have been blessed with several. Um, we have Edonia, who is our psychologist, and she actually wears many hats, not just a psychologist, but social worker, She works with the new children to find out what they need, to walk them through their trials of their past. She works with the transition, um, helping them to find jobs, helping them to adapt to life outside. She handles the majority of the discipline issues because, as we've learned, you know, just listening and talking them through it usually takes care of a whole gamut of things, Um, So she's been a blessing in that part, actually takes quite a load off of us in that, and does obviously a whole lot better job speaking the heart language. Um, We also have Mr. Etter, who takes care of everything education. Um, He talks to the schools for us. He makes sure that the children have their homework. If there's any extra activities going on at the school, he relays all that information to us and tells us, you know, what we need to do when we need to be there and all of those kind of things. And, um, that's been a blessing as well. We also have Mauricio who is, he's our maintenance guy, but he's more than that. Um, he is an amazing mentor to the teenage boys. You know, they, they like to get out there and mow with him and work and learn how to work on lawnmowers. And at the same time, he'll tell you himself, he, that gives him the opportunity to be able to witness to them, to be able to talk them through some of their issues he also can run errands for us and and just a real trustworthy guy that can do just about anything so we've definitely been blessed with several of the nationals that that we can trust that just take on a lot of the extra responsibility and do it with all their heart it is just truly a blessing
1: now Dr. Sharon works with Teresa in the clinic but she also works with uh, the children as well doesn't she
5: Yes, she does. We, you know, used to would have to run to the nearest town anytime someone got a snipple or sick or whatever. And now it's so convenient having the clinic open here on campus. And and what she does is she does the wellness check. So even if someone's not sick, she's constantly going around and checking in with everybody to see how everyone's doing, um, making sure to treat whatever's going on before it turns into something bigger. Um, saves us a ton of money on, on doctor's visits and also just on keeping the kids from getting incredibly sick. So, yeah, she's been an amazing blessing to Faith Home as well as the churches and the medical and nutrition ministry outside.
1: Now you've had this team together for uh, quite a little while now, haven't you?
5: Yes, we have. Um, at least six years. mister edder Etter's been here a little longer than that. Um, but the rest of them, and well, Mauricio too. Mauricio and Mr. Edder have been here longer. Um, but really watching them step up and being able to delegate and then take on their different areas um, about the the past six years has been really developing and doing quite well at that.
1: Now, when teams come and, and others come, oftentimes they don't get to see Adanya or Dr. Sharon or Mr. Edder. They have some interaction with the cottage parents, uh, but these but these other staff people really do play a vital role at Faith Home, don't they?
5: Yes, they do. I would say um, they're what, the glue that holds it all together, you know, <laughs> the even the house parents. I mean, they're the ones that keep our house parents, you know, okay, what kid needs to be here? Where do we need to help them and things like that? Um, so yeah, they're they're just the glue that holds it all together here.
1: Christina, it's been a little while since you've been able to be home. Um, are are you doing pretty well? Or are you are you are you holding up well?
5: I am. I serve an amazing God, and anytime I think I can't go on, He always shows me that I can through His strength. And so, yeah, I'm doing okay.
1: Now, um, even in in the midst of the pandemic and 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 other things. Uh, you feel like that, that you and the, and, and the missionaries you work with are, are doing, doing pretty good?
5: We are. And that's not to say that we haven't went through some tough times. We all have. And thankfully we haven't all been down at the same time. So that's, that's the blessing of having other missionaries on the field. When one is down, the other one can lift them up and um, we just keep pushing through and, Remembering from years ago, one of the messages at, at the summit, don't quit, <laughs> don't quit. And uh, God gives us the strength to just keep going and And having the encouragement of others and those who are praying for us um, has been incredible.
1: You, prayer is so important to everything that we do in mission work. How can people pray for you and how can people pray, pray for, for Faith Home?
5: Um wisdom and strength is something that we need every day, no matter what is going on and no matter, you know, what the challenges each day faces, we really, we just need people to lift us up in prayer that God will have control of the situation, you know, from, from the house parents trying to deal with a child who's dealing with their own past to each and every staff member here in their area of expertise to the missionaries you know, we just need God's wisdom in each and every decision that we make that ultimately affects the lives of these precious children that we've been given. Um, and just the strength each and every day, because not gonna lie, there are days that we're just worn out. Um, but each day is a new day, a new dawn, and and God gives us the strength to keep going. So we do covet those prayers.
1: Let me ask one more question. Um there was recently an election in Honduras and so there's an administration um, you work with government people quite a, quite a bit as as in your operations at Faith Home how do, how does an election how does how does all that affect you and Faith Home and and, and what does that transition look like
5: Well, um, I guess the most direct effect for us is the DNAP, which is the Child Service Agency. Um, Every time that they change presidents, you know, the government changes, they change their staff. And so then you have to get to know them all over again. They have to get to know us all over again. Um, They will be coming any day now to review all of our everything that we're doing. Our practices, our filing our staff to see that we're doing things up to their rules, which, again, change every time the people change. And so we just, well, that's another advantage of having Idanya. She actually worked at Dena before she came to work here as psychologist. So she stays on top of what are the new regulations, what are the new expectations, so that we do our best just to be, you know, up to speed on whatever it is that they're needing us to do.
1: Okay, well, thank you, Christina. And uh, we certainly do pray for you and for the Children of Faith Home, for all the staff there. We appreciate all that you're
5: doing. Well, thank you.
1: So we have a healthcare ministry a Children's Home and churches. Ultimately, we'd like to see these uh, serving one another if that makes any sense, we'd like to see leadership coming from faith home, you know, to help bolster our churches. We can't obviously make that happen. Children have free will and the ability to to make their own choices. How do how do you how do you envision that going forward? Are are there is there uh, is there a success story that you could share with with people about how you see a little glimpse of that taking place all over?
2: I do think it is uh, beginning to take shape and place. Um, obviously, we see the ministry as a collective whole. I know we each have our primary roles and responsibility, but as a field, we've learned that there's a blurring of lines and we all are involved in different ways, whether it's, quote, the churches, the clinic, or, or faith home. And so, uh, as, as we move forward, um, we're beginning to see it. And of course, I think as any mission field, our, our goal is to empower the nationals so that so that we're no longer needed. I mean, it's their country. It's their, it's, to me, it's their calling to reach it. Uh, as Americans, we've been blessed with resources that these folks just can't fathom. And I believe too much is given, much is required. And, we're, and we should help out not only Honduras, but a variety of other places throughout the world, which, which we are. And so our goal is simply to, to rise up a ministry where we begin to see uh, our nationals taking steps forward, which uh, from a church perspective, uh, we incorporated as a church of Honduras two, a little two years ago. And in that period of time, I've seen the the pastors of our churches begin to step forward in in leadership uh, and and. God giving them vision on how to proceed. Uh, and f- that to me is maybe one of the most exciting things that's happened over the last six years. We'll see them become the General Baptist, Baptist Church of Honduras. And we just graduated out of our Bible Institute, 56 people, pastors and leaders in our churches, 18 churches. We're not big, only 18, but 56 people.
0: That's great.
2: Tell me, God, ha- is it preparing to do a great work here? I won't
1: believe it. Now, uh, there's a, uh, I think, a singing group that is that is involved with the churches quite a bit, and and they, there's a connection to Faith Home. Can you elaborate on that? It uh, is uh, in
2: English it would be Generation of Faith, and it is a a, a five member group, and they all grew up at Faith Home several in that group were house parent children. Uh, so yes, they had the advantage of having a mom and dad, but they also had the disadvantage of sharing mom and dad to all the other Faith Home children. But if you talk to them, that like, even though they, they had parents, they'll tell you that they're a Faith Home child. Because Faith Home made a, a tremendous impact on the life, And so I think that's that's just a, uh, to me is, is is just as so much a part of the ministry as the other children but the lead leader of this particular group uh he and his brothers were placed here and grew up here
1: one and of the first siblings
2: placed s- here some of the yes they they literally grew up here and today um two of the three have grown up and gone out. We still have the youngest that's still with us, uh, though he is turning 18. Uh, But the leader of the group, uh, I remember when he first started learning to play the guitar. And it was was pretty rough in church services when he played, but you can tell he had a heart to play and talent. Uh, Now, years later, he is one of the most dynamic worship leaders, not performers, but worship leaders uh, that I've been that I've uh, that I've been around, whether in Honduras or in the States. He's a very humble. Maybe some might call him shy. Until he gets uh, till worship begins and he begins to play and begins to lead worship. And you just sense the Holy Spirit on his right. And uh, God has gifted him to lead worship. And again, so this group, all of them, all of their roots point back to faithful. How many churches again do we have? We have 18 churches currently uh, in Honduras. And those churches are growing. Uh, we have added uh, three new churches in the last three years, despite COVID. Uh, and despite all the restrictions on the nation. And so we're seeing our churches begin to bounce back. It's been a tough three years in some respects, just like it has been in the United States. Uh, but we're seeing our churches find ways to continue to do ministry. Because they didn't have quite the resources to go all of these guys couldn't go online and do something live. But they're finding ways to make a difference in their communities. And they found a way to be the church, which is what it's all about.
1: You have young adults that are stepping into some positions within the church, at this point, primarily musically. They're passionate, they have a vision for what General Baptist are doing here, they, they have their roots and faith home. Now they're ministering in our churches. What does the future look like for the General Baptist Church?
2: Again, I believe this is going to be a very exciting field as it develops over the next months and years. We are seeing them begin to capture a sense of excitement about uh, what God is doing amongst themselves. And as they take more ownership, as we plug in and see uh, some coming out of faith home and, and assuming uh, leadership position in our churches, maybe becoming pastors in the future, I don't know. I believe that we are, are poised to see some significant growth uh, in and amongst our churches here. And it's been exciting even talking with some of the older pastors that have been a part of our group for a lot of years. and. For a while, things just kind of was ebb and flow. And all of a sudden, some of those guys have been around a while. They're talking to me about, well, we can start a new church over here now, or we can can supplement our ministry over in this area. And uh, I believe they're beginning to also sense the moving of God's
1: spirit in a new and fresh way. So we've been here 25 years they you know a little more than that actually i think uh, although faith home started about 25 years ago we had a handful of churches 25 years ago and now we have 18 churches we have uh, faith home is is continues to touch the lives of children uh their emotional needs their spiritual needs we have robin here now who has specialized training in in education that is addressing the educational needs of the children to help develop a well-rounded child. The the churches are progressing and doing well. Uh, Would you both, would both of you, I'm I'm, I'm speaking right now to to Rodney and Rodney, would both of you say that that, uh, you see a bright future for Faith Home and for uh, the ministry here in Honduras? Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to talk with us. And uh, God bless. As us have Father in heaven, we thank you for Honduras and the calling on General Baptist Ministries to be involved in this country. It is an extension of the Great Commission for General Baptist churches to be involved here in continuing to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only in our home communities, in our surrounding communities, but in countries like Honduras. Through General Baptist Ministries, Father, we're thankful for the impact that General Baptists are making in the lives of the children, in the souls that are being saved in the ministries of the churches, in the lives being touched physically by the by the clinic and and medical teams that come and the ongoing ministry of of Teresa and Dr. Sharon. Father, I pray that you would continue to lay your hand of blessing upon uh, this ministry, on these missionaries. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to do a great work. We're amazed at what you're doing and believe that you can do even more than we can imagine, ask, or think. And so, Father... We stand amazed in your presence. We ask all this in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. I want to thank Mark, Christina, Robin, Rodney, and Teresa for sharing with us on this episode of the podcast. Many General Baptists have been exposed to global missions through our work in Honduras. I personally went on my very first mission trip to Honduras, and I know that many people who have gone have been changed by the experience that they've had there. We have faithful servants extending the work of General Baptist churches in these missionaries. We're blessed to get to partner with them and to see the great commission accomplished. Please pray for our missionaries, for our national leaders in Honduras, and for the children of Faith Home. If you haven't already done so, I wanna invite you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to access our content, and please leave us a review. Do you know someone who's passionate about mission work in Honduras? make sure you share this episode with them. Thanks for joining us and we will see you on the next episode of Doing Together.